Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. Welcome, everybody, to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, April 18th, 8.33 p.m. Thank you so much. My name is Luis Carlos Pineda. I'm here with David Valentin and also with our guest, Nachito Sanchez. From He's an insider from Unión of Santa Fe, of, of the Liga Argentina. Uh, so before we start, I want to first and foremost thank all the 11 people watching live right now uh, from Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, from all of our social media. So thank you so much. We are Loud and Proud Orlando. Um, check us out. Um, we are on our Twitter, 
live right now at LPO underscore podcast. We are live also on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando, as well on our YouTube channel. So click on the notification bell for more notifications so you can get all the insights of our show and also for the City Beautiful. So thank you so much. Um, before we start out, I, I want to first and foremost address a couple of things, right? I, I know that we have a derby coming up. We're going to be talking about that today. There's a lot of things that we got to touch about that. Uh, also, a huge victory for Orlando City against Columbus Crew. Um, well-deserved victory, I think. Uh, the you know from from the from minute one, Orlando played uh, in sync, and I think uh, you saw that, especially in the offense side, and obviously in the defensive side. Rodrigo Schlegel had a phenomenal game, and um, you know there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about the Red Bulls coming up as well, and we're going to talk about OCB and Orlando Pride. So without further ado, Dave, how are you, my friend? So you can introduce our guest. Uh, very well. Happy Monday to everybody. Uh, I am super excited about our guest today. Um, I've We met in the internet um, a while back since December. He's been providing me with information about Gaston Gonzalez. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview him for Tiro de Esquina podcast, and uh, he, this is a guy with a lot of information. Who's our guest? Our guest is a journalist, radio personality, podcaster, narrator for Union de Santa Fe Reserves, and uh, tonight he's coming to talk about uh, Gaston Gonzalez. Así que Nachito, aquí te estamos presentando. Buenas noches desde Argentina. Así que, bienvenido. Hola, chicos. Hi, hello. How hello, are you? Eh, gracias por la descripción. Y, Thank you for the description. Eh, mañana, mañana tenemos partido y mañana, mañana lo veremos una de las últimas veces a Gastón González. Tomorrow we have a game and it will be one of the last times Gastón is going to be with Unión. A ver, eh, para hacerte una pregunta, sí. Eh, Let me ask you a question. Primero que todo, agradecerte por estar First, en el programa. First, let me thank you for being y on the show. La primera pregunta que tengo para ti es, Gastón González, ¿qué tipo de jugadores, sobre todo en ataque, en banda, no? First question that I have for you is, what type of player is Gastón González? Uh, he's an attacking player uh, on the wings. Y solo es un jugador que te da ataque o también te da defensa. Es es is he only a player that gives you attack, or does he also defend as well? Bueno, eh, Gastón González, eh, desde su debut, y ahí veo una de las, las primeras fotos que se le sacó a él, muy jovencito, eh, en esta foto que están, que están poniendo In ahora. Right here, uh, from his debut. En el principio era delantero, y podía jugar como segundo delantero. At first he was a uh, attacking player. Con el paso del tiempo, Gastón descubrió eh, la mejor posición en la que le hemos visto, que es volante por izquierda con mucha llegada al ataque. And over time, he has found out that his best position is as a left winger. La cualidad de Gastón es su potencia. Yo creo que es de los jugadores con mayor potencia y velocidad del fútbol argentino. His best asset is as a player, he has the speed. Uh, and the attack, and one of one of the best players in Argentinian football right now in his position. Y en el último tiempo adquirió orden defensivo. Es eh, 
muy capaz de hacer un relevo y de hacer un buen juego asociado con el defensor por izquierda. And uh, as of late, he has been a player that has been uh, able to do the switch and be uh, not only an attacking player, but a defensive player and to also switch sides on the pitch. Excelente. Eh, mira, justamente en banda eso es lo que necesitamos. Porque right tenemos, now that's what we need, uh, an attacking player on the wings. Porque el ir y vuelta en los primeros en los primeros partidos de Orlando han sido un poco caóticos eh, en, en el ir y vuelta, ¿no? La gente se va mucho al ataque, pero no regresa ¿no? a defender a veces, ¿no? Sometimes we attack, but the players are not coming back to defend. Entonces, eh, yo creo de que tener un jugador de esa envergadura. Ahora, mi segunda pregunta, para después darle pase acá a, a David. Eh, ¿Cómo... Eh, ¿Qué otras ofertas Gastón tuvo? Porque obviamente de que de que él es uno de los mejores later, eh, mejores extremos que tiene la liga argentina ahorita. Es uno de los mejores wingers que la Argentina League has right now. Y obviamente lo que más se le saca a relucir, por lo que yo también he visto de él, es de que su conexión que tiene en tres cuartos de cancha para arriba con los nueves. No. And he has a very good connection with the number nines, and that's what has been highlighted uh, about him. What other offers did he have outside of Orlando? Offers no han llegado de forma formal. Si ha tenido sondeos de algunos clubes de Europa, también de algunos sondeos. We're scouting him, but not really. Lo cierto es que el gran interés y el real interés siempre estuvo del Orlando City, especialmente el último mercado de pases. The greatest interest was from Orlando City, especially in the last window. Eh, de hecho, bueno, lo hemos seguido con, con David el, el día a día, ¿no? De, de, de las ofertas y de las negociaciones. I've been uh, eh, uh, keeping David up to date on the uh, negotiations and the offers as uh, on, on the day to day. Y otro de los aspectos es que a Gastón González, ya se lo había buscado, lo han buscado incluso clubes grandes también de, de Argentina, antes de que debute en Unión. Recordemos que él fue eh, sparring de Messi, no en la última Copa América, sino en la anterior. Bigger clubs, uh, even in Argentina, have been trying to scout him before he had his debut with Unión. He was uh, a training partner with Messi, with the national team. Excelente. Y lo otro a, a considerar, eh, que para mí es, es importante, eh, en el 45, casi 50% de eh, los goles de Unión siempre hubo participación de, de Gastón, ya 40, sea por una asistencia o por gol. En 45 to 50% de all Unión Unión's goals, uh, he had a participation either by scoring or by assisting in the goal. Wow, increíble, ¿no? Eh, me parece un jugador, obviamente, que eh, cualquier club lo quisiera tener. Y bueno, muy contentos de que se vista de morado, ¿no? Se vista ahí con los colores de Orlando. Hablando un poco más de Gastón, cómo es él como persona, cómo él es él en el, en el grupo, ¿no? Orlando tiene un grupo muy... Now muy, let's ask about uh, his personality, how's he with the group. 
Sí, con muchos jugadores, obviamente, con, que tienen que juegan en selección. Está Pedro Galese, está Facundo Torres, está el mismo Pato que jugó en el Milán, ha ganado Champions. Eh, Ayer Giancara, que juega en Australia. Sí, sí. ¿Cómo es él en el vestuario? O sea, yo he visto su, su Instagram Live a veces, o sus, ¿no? Es muy alegre. I've seen his Instagram. He's a very happy guy. Uh, he's always uh, joking in the uh, dressing room. ¿Cómo, cómo es él en el vestuario ahí con, con los compañeros en, en, en Unión? Y es uno, es uno de los animadores. Es una persona... Bueno, es la juventud también, ¿no? He's very young. He's very happy guy. Very uh, easy going. Esta, esta pretemporada, por ejemplo, fue uno de los animadores. En, aquí hay en Argentina hay una costumbre de que los chicos que llegan a primera los pelan. Bueno, él fue uno de los que peló a sus compañeros, nuevos compañeros. Aquí uh, en Argentina hay una like tradición de que los nuevos players a la primera división, se shaved their head, y él fue uno de los primeros en hacerlo, y también got his fellow uh, play, uh, players uh, shaved. Y, ahora... y, y acá en Argentina, en Santa Fe más precisamente, es un jugador emblema por el hecho de que como hizo todas las inferiores en la escuela del Club Unión, el, el hincha se siente identificado con él. The fans find themselves identified with him because this is a guy that has been in the academy uh, from the very, very, very low level uh, all the way up to the first team, so they find him as one of their own. ¿Y es ese amor, viste, de, de, de ese jugador que sale de, no sé, de una escuelita o, o de la escuela que fuiste vos en la academia, bueno, el que llega, bueno, eh, es un poco ese amor que tiene también el hincha con él. The fans uh, have a lot of love for him because obviously he's a product of the club, a product of the community. No, sí, muy cierto. Y un poco añadiendo lo que tú dices. Eh, And added to what you've been saying. ¿Cómo, o sea... Eh, la, los fans lo quieren, ¿no? O sea, se, se han metido en el corazón de la gente. The fans eh, love him. He's uh, basically have put him in his back pocket. En el lado de Facundo Torres, cuando llega Orlando, la gente de Peñarol lo tomó, lo tomó un poco como que, ah, la MLS. En la situación de Facundo Torres, Peñarol's no, eh, fan base were, were really angry that he was picking MLS and they were not very happy about it. En el lado de, en el lado de Gastón, cómo toman la decisión de venir a jugar esta liga. In Gaston's case, uh, how is the fan base taking the decision to sell him to an MLS team? And also, what does Gaston know about Orlando, the country, and the league? Eh, no solo por Gaston, pero a ustedes les sorprendería saber lo que piensa el jugador argentino de la MLS. You would be surprised to know what the Argentinian uh, player thinks of the league. Respeta la liga, le gusta la liga, conocen la liga, siguen la liga. Likes the league, wants to be part of it. Yo creo que hay quizás eh, un desconocimiento, que obviamente no necesariamente tenían que saberlo, pero aquí a la MLS hace un tiempo se la empezó a ver, porque también Argentina necesita de la MLS porque es un gran proveedor de jugadores de, de juveniles, ¿no? Right now, in Argentina, the league is being shown on TV. Uh, there's there's a following that is growing, and also the Argentinian football has a need for a new market to export their players to. Y eso los jugadores lo saben. And the players know. También that. es el caso de Gonzalo, de Gastón. 
in, also in uh, Gaston's case. Sí, obviamente es una liga que está en, haciendo pasos agigantados en el, en el fútbol, creo, y yo creo que en el 2026 eh, se va a ver aún más, creo, ¿no? Porque This is a league that has been making giant steps in football and we're going to get to see uh, the end product in 2026. Eh, un lado, eh, Gastón y, y su familia, ¿no? Hablando del tema familiar de Gastón. Let's talk about Gastón and his family. Gastón va a venir él solo por el momento a Orlando, va a venir Gastón a is, is he coming there by himself or is he going to be bringing his family along? Eh, por lo pronto irá solo. Aquí su familia, su, su padre y su madre seguirán con su, su vida, ¿no? Pero por lo pronto, bueno, lo irán a visitar claramente, pero irá solamente jugador. For the time, for the time being, uh, he's just gonna go be go and be by himself. His parents are gonna remain in Argentina, but obviously, with time, they will be uh, arriving to visit him. Okay. Eh, bueno, agradecerte, Nacho, por las preguntas. Bueno, por, por responder las preguntas, eh, David. Si quieres preguntar, ahora we'll, we'll switch. Yeah. There we go. Sí, Nachito. Mira, ten, tenemos unas preguntas en el en el chat que me gustaría preguntarte. Okay. Uh, aquí tenemos una pregunta de Víctor Sánchez, uh, la que está en español, Luis. Uh, a, ver, a ver, dice, mi pregunta, ¿qué posición Gastón jugará en Orlando y a quién reemplazará? A ver. Eh, ok, so, uh, you guys can see that he translated the question himself there. Uh, basically, my question is, which position Gastón will play with Orlando and who, who he will be replacing in Orlando? Si ustedes me preguntan a mí, eh, Gastón les puede ser muy útil por las bandas o en cualquier posición de ataque. Yo creo que en esos tres lugares, aquí nosotros decimos eh, volante por las bandas, medio, eh, media punta o delantero. Sí. Yo creo que en cualquiera de esas posiciones le, le va a ser útil Gastón. Uh, well, he's saying that uh, definitely he could play all three positions in attack. He could play both wings. He could play as a as a 10 and also as a nine if needed be uh, and the question about who he, be, he who he will be replacing he doesn't know obviously because uh, you know all, all he knows is that he could play in those positions he can excel in all of them so that's what he said muy bien la pregunta de, de daniel phillips aquí tenemos otra pregunta eh, nachito eh, la voy a traducir luis mm -hmm. um, estoy curioso de escuchar eh, tus tu pensamientos en eh, cómo en, encuentras en la, la química de equipo, especialmente cuando hay diferentes lenguajes y culturas eh, en el vestidor, porque me imagino que en Argentina la, mayor, la gran mayoría de los jugadores son, son argentinos, ¿no? Son nacionales. Sí, nosotros en, en esta unión hay muchos uruguayos también, de hecho el entrenador es uruguayo. Por eso creo que en sintonía no creo que Gastón sienta tanto el entrenador de ustedes también es, es uruguayo y, y por ahí las costumbres de, del jugador latino uh -huh. es más, yo creo que, que con Torres se va a llevar decididamente bien porque veo hasta una historia parecida en ambos dos, no, sí. no sé cómo lo ven ustedes pero creo que los dos son jóvenes tienen una uh -huh. proyección que si, si todo sale bien podría ser de selección me parece que la historia de sus familias es muy parecida también, en figuras en sus primeros equipos ambos me parece yeah. que va un poquito de la mano a ver, eh, acá hay otra pregunta de Jim D. Eh, ¿La traduzco o tú la traduces? Eh? Ah, bueno, de, de traducir lo que acaba de decir Nachito. Well, Nachito was basically saying uh, to answer uh, Daniel Phillips' question is that 
Um, our manager is Hispanic. There's a lot of Hispanic guys in Argentina. They tend to have a lot of Argentinian guys, but also Uruguayan and all of other different nationalities. So the reality is, is that there's going to be some cultural shock, obviously, uh, with the country at large. Uh, but, you know, he's a professional football player. And, uh, you know, it, and I'm adding this. This is not something that Nachito said. You know, the, the ball is round and the game is the same everywhere you go. So he should he shouldn't have any problems. Um, yo, la, uh, yo traduzco esta, esta pregunta. Uh, MLS es una liga extremadamente física. Eh, ¿Ves eh, un, uh, un periodo de ajuste o él estará listo para lidiar con el, 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 el correr y la fisicalidad? No, 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 no. Yo creo que va a llegar y ya va a estar en condiciones. De hecho, eh, creo que lo hablábamos fuera de micrófonos, ¿no? Aquí la Liga Argentina y la Liga Brasilera están quizás por un escalón por encima de las otras ligas sudamericanas. Yo creo uh, que Gastón González llega en condiciones. Uh, Gastón will arrive in good condition. Uh, the Argentinian and the Brazilian League are a step ahead of all the other South American leagues, like we were talking about before we started recording. And uh, he shouldn't have any issues uh, coming to MLS when it, when it comes to phys physicality. He's a young he's a young lad, uh, and uh, right now he's you know the the tournament is finishing there, so he should be in top form. All right, this one right here. ¿En qué partido Gastón está dispon estará disponible para jugar con Orlando? Y aquí lo que se habla es que el 3 de mayo, 4 de mayo estará viajando para allá, chicos. Así que no sé cuál será el siguiente partido de, de Orlando, pero en esa fecha. He's saying that uh, probably around May the 4th, uh, he's supposed to be already getting into Orlando. He Correct. Doesn't, he doesn't know the actual schedule, you know, for Orlando games, but somewhere around May. I'm sure the club will announce it, you know. I think mm -hmm. uh, we only have one home game that yeah. that month. <laughs> yeah, so Solo tenemos uno en casa ese mes. Yeah, definitely. A ver, eh, Brian Guerrero dice Bueno, acá Brian Guerrero dice que el, eh, Gastón lo puede sustituir a Benji Michel, ¿no? Eh, que puede jugar también con Torres en ambas en, en la en banda derecha Torres, banda izquierda Gastón o viceversa, y que Torres también es versátil, ¿no? Puede jugar también el, de la posición de 10, eh, haciendo que Pereira tome un descanso, ¿no? Eh, you know, pretty much it says, most likely Benji, we could have Gaston alternate side with Facundo Torres. Also, Torres knows how to play as an attacking mid, but also allow Pereira, Pereira to, to rest. Yeah. So. Y Nachito, ya me había dicho que, um, que Gaston se encontraba en Buenos Aires uh, haciendo los trámites de la embajada de Estados Unidos y Canadá, ya me imagino que tiene que tener su visado y hasta donde yo tengo entendido ya hizo el físico en Buenos Aires, ¿no? So que ya está listo para, para venir. Eh, Permítame traducir esto. Uh, so I just asked uh, Nachito that uh, the last thing that we talked about was the fact that uh, Gastón had gone to Buenos Aires to uh, make the the you know, go to the embassy of the United States and Canada. You got re to remember he has to do two countries, obviously, right. and uh, to get his uh, visa, his work permits and everything in line. And he has already done his physical in Buenos Aires. So he's basically ready to go. Adelante, Nachito. Sí, es tal cual como, como vos lo decís, David. Estaba con los últimos papeleos de, 
de la visa, pero ya está definiendo absolutamente todo. Everything is already set up as far as his immigration status and uh, his uh, physical. Uh, it, we're just basically waiting on the date to fly back to the States. Ok, y, y bueno, otra preguntita acá que tengo. Eh, ¿Cómo le cae, obviamente, uno de sus, sus, sus fuertes, diría yo, de, para mí de Gastón González, lo que he observado? Es, Another question that I have is about his strengths. Es, which, what, de, what I have observed. Sabe jugar mucho con, con, en, en un 4-4-2, en un 4-3-3. Can he play in a 4-4-2? delanteros. No, Can he eh, play with two strikers? ¿Cómo, Tranquilamente. ¿Cómo, cómo tiene, lo ves tiene adaptándose con cara, ¿no? con, el, con el austriaco, el 9 de Orlando? Que está sí. en racha goleadora, ¿no? Right now, our number nine is on a streak, scoring streak. Can he, can he play with a player like that? Eh, Gastón debutó en un sistema táctico 4-3-3. Gastón Después, has been playing on a 4-3-3 con el paso del tiempo y con el paso de los entrenadores hubo en un 4-4-2 siendo el volante por izquierda y durante este torneo Unión también ha mutado y durante algunos partidos Unión juega 4-2-3-1 siendo él uno And de los mediapuntas por izquierda he has been playing uh, 4-2-3-1 lately Uh, being one of the players on the left wing. Excelente, excelente. A ver, eh, más comentarios, a ver, eh, more, more comments. It says, um, a ver. ¿Qué es una factura? Dice, <laughs> las, Argen las facturas argentinas son buenas como, el, como se ha escuchado, facturas. Es un plato. Un, un, un platillo las facturas son un, un es un alimento a base de harinas que tiene miel o dulce de leche o dulce de membrillo ok, so muy... the, the facturas is a dessert, it's made ah, out of a uh, uh, honey and, ¿qué era lo otro? la miel eh, dulce de leche, miel, dulce, dulce leche. de membrillo dulce de en leche. algunos casos, okay. crema pastelera eh, aprendiendo cosas este... nuevas yo, no sabía quien venga a Argentina eh, va a ir a una panadería, así se llaman los locales que venden esta, este producto. La, la factura se come o la, en el desayuno o en la merienda. Es uh, muy rico, muy dulce. Ver, eh, pero muy, es muy del de argentino. Eh. Okay. Aquí, aquí Brian Guerrero, una pregunta más, dice. ¿Qué otro número de camiseta le gustaría a Gastón? What other shirt will Gastón like? Since the number 41, it's already a legendary. And uh, Nachito says 41. Yo sé que el 15 es por una razón. Obviamente la fecha de, de nacimiento del club. 15 is related to the day, and I believe it's in this month, of the birthday of the club. So that's why a lot of fans love the fact that he wears 15. Es correcto, ¿no? Yo creo que el 41, chicos. Sí, 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 es cierto, David. Pero el 41 porque es el número con el cual debutó en Unión. 41 is the number that he used when he the, debuted in Unión. So most likely we'll see him in Orlando with the number 41. Que yo creo que en Orlando no hemos tenido jugadores con el 41. No. I don't think we have ever had a player with the number 41. So this is a way to make it legendary. Esto es una forma de hacer el número 41 
legendario, ya que nunca hemos tenido un jugador con ese número. Sí, ahora que lo va, lo va a usar, ¿cuántos goles meterá también? Porque es Exacto. un jugador fenomenal, un jugador. Muy bien. Estoy muy contento. So, mira, Nachito, gracias por estar, haber estado con nosotros, mi hermano. Nos vamos a mantener en contacto, obviamente. Eh, eh, que enseña ahí el termo de, 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 de mate. So I just asked Nachito to show his, uh, his uh, hot water thermos for his mate. And uh, okay. so there you go. So, uh, exactly, oh. hermano. Uh, so, uh, so now you guys can see that, uh, that the guy is, is all in for Orlando. Um, también quiero dejar saber que uh, Nachito... Trae suerte igual. Ha ¿No? traído muy buena suerte. Brings them luck, says brings them luck. So uh, Nachito also has uh, Orlando City jersey. Uh, that, uh, you know, I wish he would have worn today. Me hubiese gustado que la, te la hubiese puesto hoy, man. <laughs> Pero no importa. Ay, no importa. Mira el cuadro. Mira el cuadro. Es, eh, okay. En la MLS es mi equipo. Ah, ok. Nachito already said that. Esta es la compañía de todo el día. Muy bien, muy bien. Pues, pues mira, mi hermano, gracias por haber estado con nosotros, por la información. Eh, obviamente esperamos que Gastón sea un buen jugador aquí en Orlando y que no sea el último, que obviamente, como te dije en tiro de esquina, que, que Unión sea una, una máquina de, de jugadores que quieran venir a Orlando y mucha suerte en la Sudamericana. So I just wish uh, uh, Nachito a uh, good luck in the South America, the Sudamericana tournament. Also, uh, that uh, we hope that Gaston is not the last player from Union that comes over here to Orlando. Obviously, Union is a club that has produced a lot of players. Uh, Union uh, de Santa Fe is, and please excuse the background noise. Uh, Union de Santa Fe is a club that uh, has produced a lot of players in Argentina, the province. So we expect big things uh, uh, from Unión and uh, y gracias. Y si quieres despedirte aquí, pues este es el momento. Gracias, chicos. Buenas noches. Eh, eh, y estaremos en comunicación, eh, en comunicación sí, permanente. Y, y le deseamos lo mejor. Intentaré para mañana hacerle llegar una sorpresita en forma de video. Gracias, right. mi hermano. So, thank you very much uh, for inviting me. I will make sure uh, to send you guys something special tomorrow, and uh, uh, we hope that um, that you know the the player Gaston is is a success in Orlando. Gracias, Nachito. Un abrazo. Gracias, Nachito. Un abrazo, mi hermano. Goodbye. All right. There we go. English only now. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you so much to David for the translations and everything. And to everybody that is leaving their comments, thank you so much. Uh, let's dive into the nitty-gritty of the situation here. Uh, let's read some comments before we, we start. Victor Sanchez, Pato, Gaston, Torres, Urgen, Pereira, Galese, and the rest of the players. This team is fire. Yeah, they just had to gel together, you know, and I think we saw that in Columbus. Um, Absolutely. You know, and not only that, no AC. You know, Rodrigo Schlegel truly stepped up, and then, you know, so great to see Thomas Williams come in. And, yes. you know, it's such a proud moment. I mean, what a player. Uh, Victor Rivera, how, how do you make a good mate? It says, ¿Cómo se prepara un mate bueno? Tenemos que aprender. I have to start drinking that because I heard. Yeah, same here. I got to, yeah, and, and you can buy that in Orlando anywhere, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Publix I mean, anywhere. I heard. I heard that it has like a lot of good properties. It helps your mind. A lot of caffeine. Because I can't have coffee, but mm -hmm. I can. I asked about mate, and they said, "Yeah, you can. You can try it." Uh, it's weird. Um, 
Okay, and then the rest of them, we already put them on here. You know, let's talk about um, about Victor Sanchez's um, comment right here, right? Aye, aye, aye. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. At this this past weekend, uh, um, I had the opportunity to go to the Orlando City Fan TV uh, uh, watch party at Tin Roof. So, uh, shout out to the guys. Fantastic uh, opportunity to be there. So, our friend Gavin, Gavin from uh, Orlando Orlando Lions blog, and um, and uh, met a new new people. Obviously, the guys from. Um, from from OCTV, and um, I have to tell you, uh, when the, Thomas Williams came in, uh, the you know we clapped. I wish I would have yeah. recorded, but in the moment, uh, because this is the thing. And I already I already spoke with uh, via Twitter with his uncle, and uh, of course I'm not prepared to mention his name, but uh, I will find it here in a minute. And um, uh, his I, I I talked to his uncle. And uh, he, they were super excited as a family. I met the family, guys. I met the family at the stadium. I met his dad, grandma, mom. It's a, it's a humble family from Titusville. Uh, these are folks that, that made the sacrifice, as all of you guys know. Uh, Thomas, every day after school, he will, him and his dad will drive from Titusville to Sanford. For those that are not from man. the area, we're looking oh, at 45 man. minutes. Yeah, 45 minutes wow. one way. Uh, and then he will do his homework, eat his dinner in the car, get their practice, and then drive back to do it all over again. Five days a week they did this uh, for years. And uh, a lot of the players um, and a lot of the people who are with our academy have a lot of respect for this young man. Uh, couldn't be prouder. Uh, his uncle uh, shared a picture of, uh, of uh, Thomas as a – in 2015, so he was probably, I don't know, a middle schooler back then uh, with his siblings and cousins intent in the, in, in, the, um, in the game. And one of the things that I have to tell you that makes me very proud, because I have said this before. I said it once uh, in uh, Orlando Lions Den podcast when those guys invited me, was that the men in the future who are going to lift the trophies of this club are the kids today who are in those terraces clapping for their hometown team. 11 years after the foundation of our club, we are meeting one of the desires and the goals that our founders had for Orlando City to be provide to provide an outlet for the local player to represent their hometown. And we're starting to see that obviously in other countries this this happens all the time, but now we have to we, we can see one of our own. And yes, you can say Benji Michel and Santiago Patino and other guys have trailblazed before. But uh, the fact of the matter is uh, Williams has not been a college player. He went straight from our academy through all our stages, and now he's in the first team. Right. It's something to definitely be proud of, and uh, we will touch um, on it more when we talk about Columbus uh, and OCB. But at the moment, let's dive in into the I-4 Derby, right? I mean, we're, we're playing uh, the Rowdies, and I want to say hello to the Rowdies because they're – Ralph Smog is watching the show right now too. So welcome, uh, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to watch the show. I also want to let the fans know too, you know, that not only they're watching because they watch this from my Instagram account, which soon it will be loud and proud Orlando Instagram account, and uh, we have to make an announcement. We'll do it at the end of the show. But then also, just check this out, uh, Ralph Smog. 
It says, uh, we're going on tour. Stops in St. Pete and Tampa, return service included. Link the Discord in our bio. So they're, they're going to be heading over too, you know, right? So I think, uh, I, I know it's a Wednesday, and I know, I mean, I already situated my, my work situation personally, but mm-hmm. I got I to gotta be there, you know, and I think everybody needs to be there, and uh, we, we expect nothing but everybody to show up because it's a derby. And again, I mentioned it. Um, what are your thoughts on, on them coming over, Dave? Well, uh, been a fan since 2011. Uh, some rivalry... beef happened before, before yeah. right? Yeah, there was, listen, there was a lot of uh, stuff uh, that has gone on. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to respect the parties that are involved in right. what has happened because – the 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 law got involved in several of these situations right. and you know it's not my place to talk about people's dirty laundry so i'm just gonna leave it at that all i'm saying is the the rival you know the beauty of this game is that this is a real rivalry and i have said right. it before rivalries are born on the pitch in mls uh you know nyc was our uh, rival because they came into the league at the same time as us even though uh, the, uh, you know, if you want to drive from one city to the other on the road, you're looking at about 12, 13, 14 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Atlanta was our rival because it was the closest thing to us at the time, yeah. even though it's eight hours away. Miami seems like a real rival. Right. It was in Florida and a lot of things were said and done and all that good stuff. But Tampa is a real rivalry is one in which Orlando finds itself in a position of command. And just, just so you guys understand, back in, you know, because I know there's a lot of fans that missed the USL years. Days, right. Yeah. Back then, NASL was the second division of American football, and USL Pro was the third division of American football. There's also a lot of history because NASL, or the rebirth of the NASL, um, and USL, it happens from a split in the USSL, uh, oh, and, um, and, and teams took sides. Obviously, our ownership decided to stay the course with USL Pro. Some teams like uh, Tampa Bay Routers decided to go their separate ways because they wanted to be the first division of American football that failed miserably. And I say that as uh, also as an NASL fan because I had a team in the league, Puerto Rico Football Club. Uh, but the uh, we started playing this this uh, this um, I4 derby preseason tournaments with them and and also we saw each other in the open cup and uh as of right now orlando city has won every single of those match now after 2014 uh rowdies and orlando city b have uh, have seen each other obviously uh rowdies has defeated ocb uh, at uh, at will because obviously it's our reserves our young kids and as you guys all know um, the purpose of the reserves is not to win, but to develop players. And also, uh, we have friendlies with them that have been uh, behind closed doors. We never hear the end result. Officially, on you know, uh, first team against first team in a tournament, uh, Orlando City uh, has the has the lead. Um, and uh, basically, every time we have played them, has been a ton of goals for Orlando City, and maybe one. For, uh, for the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Also, a lot of the beef that happened between supporter groups is because at the time, uh, MLS was trying to expand into Florida. 
And uh, obviously, Tampa wanted to have a return of the MLS into their, oh, of course. Into their city. The, and the mutiny. The mutiny. Yeah. Hey, I was a mutiny fan. So I have to, uh, people know, I have to let it out. And, uh, and with this, I conclude. So they, uh, so, so there was that beef of who's going to get MLS. Um, to me, at the end of the day, uh, these two clubs are, cannot be compared. Uh, we are owned by billionaires. Uh, we have uh, our own stadium, uh, training facility, uh, a training facility for Orlando Pride. Uh, we have an academy uh, that has produced players. We have been selling players to outside markets. Um, and, yes, our our first five years in the league have been troublesome. And right now we're, we're recuperating. We're in these early stages of rebuilding our brand, the empty seats, Proved that those five years were were destructive, but uh, to me, <clears throat> well, I think he's uh, I think he had a lag. I'm deeply sorry for that. I think uh, what he was going to say is that you know to him. Oh, there you go. You're back. You're back. You're back, Dave. Unmute yourself. Okay, so no, no, I, I, I finished. I don't know what, uh, what, what went up in the air. All I'm saying is that on Wednesday, I expect total domination by Orlando City. I don't think that uh, as, a, as a club, Tampa Bay Rowdies is, is at the same level. And uh, while there's a lot of nostalgia on this game on Wednesday, uh, to me, defeating them, in essence, is it's a, a bookending to, to, to that era. And from now on, we just we just need to treat the rivalry for what it is. It's is uh, David versus Goliath, Goliath. And um, uh, in all honesty, uh, they're a dangerous side. They're very good. Uh, right now, the Rowdies are uh, with seven games played. They're three, three, and one. Three games, one, three draws, one loss, twelve points. They're sit in third place in the Eastern Conference of USL Championship. Their last game was a 3-1 victory over Tulsa, FC Tulsa at home. So, yeah, uh, if, I, if, if, you, if, you guys feel, if you guys feel that uh, it's going to be total destruction, uh, let me remind you what happened when we played the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and uh, they're real Miami so, FC. So anything can happen in football. Football is cruel and unpredictable. So Josema, today, uh, assistant coach, to, you know, talk to media today and, I, and he actually spoke to me and the question I asked him, you know, straight was uh, what is Orlando going to do? So is it going to be a mix of youth? Is it going to be our A team? Is it going to be our B team? What, what exactly is um, Orlando going to put on the pitch, right? And this is exactly what he said. I'm going to quote He says, we will do a mix of youth and the starting team. Mix of youth and the starting team. We're studying this in practice, especially the connections between them. We'll have the starting 11 after tomorrow's practice. They'll have a practice tomorrow and they'll have the starting 11 by the end of tomorrow's practice. Uh, when then um, Mike and David, uh, Austin also, I want to say hello to them as well if they're watching. Um, They, I think one of them asked him also about the rivalry. I think it was Mike. He said, you know, do, do players know about the rivalry? He said, yes, players know about the rivalry. We know the energy Tampa is going to bring to face us. 
you know, we go game by game and are already focused, you know, on the goal. And then when he, when they, when he was asked about Tampa as a team, which I'm going to analyze just now with, with David, he said, Tampa is a complete team. They play in a system that they know what they want. It will be a good game for fans to see. So he didn't say, I mean, Orlando didn't say, hey, you know, it's going to be easy peasy cover, girl. Let's pack everything. And, you know, no, this is going to be a rivalry. It's going to be a big game, I think, for, for, for both sides. And I think he described it correctly. So um, it's going to be a mix of youth and a mix of, of the starting lineup. Now, personally, this is my own opinion. I would love to see, you know, still Pato playing. I, I want I want our our, our mid, midfield onwards, and um, we want some of the starting players I think for sure, and then eventually incorporating some of the subs in the end because this is a great opportunity for us to get silverware. I mean I think Orlando has the team to attain silverware. This uh, U.S. Open Cup, uh, Orlando needs to take it not like years past. I think, um, you know, not put just OCB to play. Uh, We we need to have Orlando City playing this, the the A team. Uh, Not necessarily Pedro, you know, maybe Mason needs to start, you know, maybe Adam. But there are certain positions that we would love to see some of the players. Example, maybe we give the Viking a rest, put Taylor, put Rodrigo and and Thomas Williams up there, uh, a center back couple um you know definitely Araujo or maybe Sebas Mendes maybe Pereira takes a backseat Wilfredo Rivera we see there um but the three up front need to play in my opinion Facundo, Urgen and Pato I think uh, that's the winning formula to me I agree with you that's what I would recommend because I think this city and I want to say this with the utmost respect this city needs silverware in their in, in the trophy case. Uh, we need to have silverware for sure. No, absolutely. And uh, one of the things, because you know, I'm not gonna disrespect the Rowdies. Uh, they're they're a good football club. <clears throat> Last year, they almost uh, won the USL championship. Yeah, right. And you know, on Twitter, I will I will get I'll be part of the banter and and, and joke with people and all that. But in all seriousness. They're a good club. They're dangerous. Uh, they they score goals, multiple goals. And you know, while a segment of our fan base thinks that this is gonna be a repeat of the past, I am cautious because yeah. I am cautious. I gotta tell you, and I, I want to use this quick analogy. Uh, my English team is in a relegation battle today. They were playing. The, the last team in League Two that is already relegated, and they slept at the wheel, they fell asleep on the wheel, and they allow that team to tie them at the, on the 75th minute, and uh, you know we drop two points just like that. So th- that tells you that you cannot you cannot look at your opponent and say this is gonna be a walk in the park. This is a dangerous team, and who just like Luis said, I would like our our attacking players. To be unchanged from what happened last um, last uh, Saturday, they don't have to play ninety minutes. I think that if we go with uh, Torres, Cara, uh, and um, uh, I don't know, maybe even the uh, Vanderbater, 
Uh, if we if we throw those guys out there, then then we're gonna get uh, enough of a result where everybody can play. I would like to see. Um, I would like to see. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Rivera. Wilfredo. Would, Wilfredo Rivera. I would love to see him. I would love to see Moisés Tablante. Oh yeah, now sure. Now the restrictions. Uh, by the way, uh, this is the first tournament where uh, the restrictions that we had in the past, where the the roster had to be mostly Americans, have been lifted. Right now, yeah. whoever. Alex Freeman, um, Thomas Williams, for sure. I would love to see Hackenberg, too. I think Hackenberg is a hell of a center back, too. Um, you know, Bocuso. So there's some kids in OCV that definitely need, you know, we're going to showcase probably here. I'm, I'm sure. Um, Oscar knows the group of OCV and everything. But honestly, if we want to lift silverware, it's like Josema said. It needs to be a mix, an even mix. And I mm -hmm. think that what's working right now after the Columbus game is from, from the midfield onwards in the attack, those players are sinking very well. Six touches for the Urjan Karakol, pretty much six or seven touches. It's like a tiki-taka. That's why the name of the, of the title today on YouTube, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's probably going to be goal of the week, right? Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's made a lot of noise. And I think... That, if that's the end product of Orlando is going to be playing offensively, we need to keep that in order to lift some yes. silverware in the U.S. And, Open and, Cup. And Luis, personally, uh, what better uh, what better adversary in the Open Cup than the Tampa Bay Routers? They're a team that likes to run. They're a team that likes to play wide. Uh, they're, again, like I said, this, this is a team that likes to score goals. So it's going to be a good challenge for us. Personally, listen. I, 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 um, nothing, you know, nothing against the Tampa Bay Riders when I say this. Uh, as of right now, this fan base is hungry for silverware. We, uh, with the championship in this tournament, we get $300,000. Uh, we get a berth for CCL. Uh, I felt that, uh, when we fell to Atlanta, we did so because our manager at the time underestimated the occasion. Uh, as much as I love, uh, Grinwis. Uh, at that point, we should have played our starter because the fact is, is that Atlanta came with a starting uh, MLS starting 18, and we didn't. And the result proved that that was a bad decision on our behalf. At that point, we, maybe we should have said, "Adam, thank you for all that you have done." Guess what? Um, we're gonna we're gonna put um, uh, Brian between between the, the three sticks. That's so, what we should have happened. You go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So. Rowdies play two systems. Mm -hmm. They play this system, which is now what's cool in soccer, right? La línea de cinco. That's how they call it, right? The, 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 the five in the back. Why five in the back? Because there's three center backs, Wyke, Antley, and Guillen, pretty much. And then the two do, do the job of the up and down of ca carrying the team uh, and connecting with the wingers is Dalgard and Ademan, or Ehrman, right? So it's literally five defenders, right? Mm -hmm. two, two defensive midfielders or one that does the back and forth. So at, uh, uh, we'll call him a, a poly, uh, a, a polyfunctional player. So um, two roles, dual role player, which is Ekra, right? And obviously, um, you know, they're nine, which is Craig, right? Uh, now, Greg, now, what's, what's the thing about this system? 
is if Dalgard and Airmen have a terrible game, we gain so much threat on the wing with the players that we have right now. I, in my opinion, I think this is a game for Ruan. Even though people right now are saying, oh, why Ruan? Kyle Smith plays so great. I think Kyle Smith played tremendously too against Columbus. He played great. And I'm glad to see Kyle Smith succeed. But I think due to the speed on the wing, you know, it, it, it is necessary to have Ruan there at least for the first half. Now, there are some interesting players in this lineup, which I'm going to talk to you about. The first one is um, Lawrence Wyke, 25 years old, uh, born, born in 1996. He's English. He's one of the center backs. Uh, he uh, came from the Manchester United Youth 18 team, okay, Youth 18s. And uh, then he ended up playing in Atlanta United 2, and then he became part of the Rowdies, right? So it's somebody to keep an eye on. You know, he's from and he has an English background, and Manchester mm-hmm. United it's a huge club, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and especially development wise. So I That's think a technical player. It's a, it's a good prospect. Another one that I say that we need to keep an eye. He he already has two goals in seven games. It's the Danish uh, Sebastian Dahlgaard. So Sebastian Dahlgaard, he, he's 30 years old. He was born in Denmark. He's played almost every minute for the Rowdies. He's in the first team. Now, he has quite a career in USL. So he's played for, he's played for uh, Hartford. You know, uh, he's played for Oklahoma City Energy. He's played for St. Louis. But before that, he played the, the, the Danish League, right? Uh, for a couple of teams, um, I can't pronounce them. It's like it's in Danish. And he also did youth for his national team. So it is an important player for the Rowdies, in my opinion. We need to keep an eye on. So right now, two players on the right wing we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Two players on the right wing. Another player that I was looking that I honestly think we need to keep an eye on here is the guy in the middle. And this guy is Jan Ekra. Uh, 31 years old from Cote d'Ivoire, which is Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast, yeah. Yeah. He has one assist in six appearances for the Rowdies. He's been uh, in the starting 11 also. He could play also. He's, he speaks French. He's, uh, he, he plays with his right foot. He's also played in uh, USL. He played in Charlotte Independence, Harrisburg City. He also played in the Philadelphia Union in 2014. And he, the, the most important is um, he played in, um, in Greece. He played for the Panionios in Greece. And he came from the Olympique de Lyon Academy, which is another big academy in France. So there are some players that are very interesting to keep an eye on. Obviously, if, if you come, I mean, just, and this is not to sound, you know, you know, like, like we already won the game. No, but obviously, if you're comparing, you know, to Facundo's resume, to Pato's resume, to Robin Jensen's resume, obviously they're not even close. Right. But in football, just like David said, the smallest club in the world can ruin your party at any time. Magic of the Cup. We used to celebrate that back when we 
uh, were in USL. We defeated Oscar Pareja's Dallas or FC Dallas at the Citrus Bowl, and 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 we laughed and we high five each other. Um, the the fans from Dallas uh, wanted uh, Oscar fired for that, and this is uh, way back in uh, I believe uh, 2012. So listen, my friends, the the fact of the matter is, um, we it's it at, on year eight we have to win championships. This is an easy tournament, you know. It's one final at the time. Um, we defeat this team. I got. I want to remind everybody that all the teams that finish uh, fourth and above, basically all the teams in MLS that hosted uh, in the playoffs in the first round of the playoffs are absent of this uh, stage of the game yeah. or the tournament, I should say. So uh, basically we're going to go into this with more mileage under our legs. So we have to win. I mean, the reality is this is, this is the highway towards the final at ML, uh, at the uh, open cup, uh, at the open cup final Yeah, for this right here, right? This yeah. That's it. The Lamar hunt. We're going to have to defeat Tampa Bay uh, rowdies. We're going to have to defeat most likely Inter Miami or uh, uh, the real Miami FC who already came and embarrassed and humiliated us in our house a few years back. Or, and I should say, uh, Atlanta United. Those, the you know, uh, one of the Miami teams, Tampa Bay Route is Atlanta United because Atlanta is definitely is, is playing against a Nisa team. So their expectation right now is oh, that yeah, for sure they don't even look at yeah. analyzing. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but Miami FC has two Jamaican internationals and they are starters in the Jamaican national team. So you can't you can't deny that. And you know, last two players that we need to keep an eye on: another Peñarol product, the place for the Rowdies. You guys gonna see Wahoo, Sebastian Guensati. He's playing. Uh, he's playing a left left winger right now for the Rowdies on this system. In this system right here. Look at that. Thirty years old. He started his career just like Facundo in the under 19s in Peñarol, but then he made his way into playing for Huracan, uh, which is a small team in in Uruguay, and then obviously then he was part of the New York Cosmos in 2016, and then he was without a club for over a season before he got into the Rowdies. But he's right now the starter at, at, at left wing. And, and, then, and Luisa, if I can interrupt you there for a second. Um, when Sati played for a New York Cosmos that was managed by the current manager of uh, Portland, um, the Venezuelan, his name escapes my mind right now. Sabarese. Sabarese, yes. And uh, do not be fooled because that team was the team in NASL before they went under. So it was a team that was super loaded with uh, with great players. So again, uh, to the fans, just because is just because the Tampa Bay Rowdies of the past were full of uh, crappy players, that has changed. I just want to let you know that. Yeah. Sorry, and then and then last but not least, the American, thirty two years old. Um, you know, 5'10", uh, Kyle Greg. Greg? Is that how you say Greg? Um, he's a starting number nine for the Rowdies. He has four games with them. He already scored a goal, um, you know. And there has been a partnership, and I want to say this because I saw it and I was very surprised mm -hmm. because we had a history with this club too. Louisville City. 
Louisville City and Tampa now are like best best friends. They're like, you know, you got a friend in me, like in Toy Story, you know, and uh, they're taking pictures together. And now they shared. Um, so he played in Louisville City before coming to the Rowdy. So, um, you know, it is something that it, it struck. It, it surprised me because when I first saw the picture, I thought, hey, is that is that when is that the Lotto kit? Good, you know, and no, it was the, the Louisville City kit. Yeah. So yeah. right, because they had the same, you know, the white sleeves. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a team that you know we have to live silverware, and I think uh, it would be a great opportunity for us to definitely, you know, do the right thing and, and play us play some of our starting play squad. to win. Yeah, play to win. You know, and I think I have no doubt that these players want to win. I think even Josema said it too. Uh, our young players are hung are hungry mm-hmm. also. So even though they're coming very motivated to come and ruin our party in our stadium, you know, getting a loading up a bus with people and all that good stuff, you know, because in my opinion, I live in Orlando and maybe you have not experienced it, Dave, but I have. There is a geo geo. It's not geopolitical, but it's geographic um, rivalry with Tampa. Like yeah, for- and then you got you to let people know you live in Tampa. <laughs> no, but 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 still, like you know, like I, I, you know, I'm I'm more in Orlando than than I'm ever in Tampa. Mm-hmm. But 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 you see what I'm saying? Like I I grew up going to school and 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 with that. So when now there's two soccer teams, it's just really in, in a way it's cool. There's, yes, that's such is. a passionate rivalry. So it's not going to be an easy. It's not going to be an easy task for Orlando for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think. Uh, you know, it is a great opportunity for us to lift some silverware, Dave. Yes, yeah, so, and before and before we go to the to the comments to to close this this uh, this part of the podcast, I just want to say, listen, for our state, because I'm a Floridian first, I'm a football fan first. Sure. This is fantastic. Yeah, that once again, it's to me. Well, it's going to happen Wednesday, and uh, I believe uh, tomorrow night uh, Miami is going to be playing their game. It, it's just a party for our state. To, to for football fans to come together and and and, and I want to say this you know let's treat the Tampa Bay Rowdy fans as our guest you know there shouldn't be violence there shouldn't be yeah, no violence crap, none of that let's no. let's behave like who we are you know let's make folks, it a party let's folks make I it love a football party. that's it you know this you know and, and like I said I know in the past some people have taken it to the extreme I, I'm too. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, my friends. I'm too old for that. So let's just let's just have a good time. Let's uh, let's enjoy football and and let's de- let's the ninety minutes on that pitch decide who moves on. Obviously, um, I'm I'm behind my Lions a thousand percent. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to win that that trophy. The fact that Atlanta, listen, the fact that Atlanta always called that trophy a uh, party city trophy, never care for it. And they just just stumble, just stumble in the night, and uh, just like hitting the, the 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 little toe into the side of the of the bed. That's basically how these these people uh, got that trophy. And the fact that they got to go to CCL twice on the same championship uh, makes me nauseous. I want to vomit. So right. just go and take that trophy away from them. All right. So let's let's read some comments here. Brent Limpany says, "I expect to see a better lineup." And what you see here, look for Fernandez, unlucky to be inserted. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, so he's talking about the, the Rowdies lineup, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. take Fernandez, unlucky. Great. 
The Rowdy's lineup will be interesting, I expect. Okay, I, he already wrote it down. Thank you so much, Brad. Appreciate it. Jim D, or for that matter, remember when Miami FC knocked us out? Mm -hmm. We can let that happen again, especially from the Rowdies, of course. Of and, course. And, and I don't doubt the Rowdies want that, for sure. I mean, and, and that's just, you know, in a way, I mean, in this sport, you, you want to win. I mean, and I don't doubt that our players want to win, too. So, Jim D, we can FC Cincinnati ourselves again. Open cup, crazy things happen. That's mm -hmm. right. Victor Sanchez, not Orlando related, but wishing a speedy recovery to Brad Guzan. Even he plays for Caplan. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, all the best. I mean, he's he's, he's a human being. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's a human man. Jim D, the Twitter battle between Miami FC and Outer Florida for Lauderdale. Outer <laughs> for Lauderdale. Lately. They're all in. They're all in. No, yeah, I mean, it's. I think Miami FC's. Just to say, it's it's um, it's well run. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. And uh, and before before and moving on, the uh, manager of the real Miami FC is none other than Anthony Pulis, Orlando Ooh, City legend. Oh, what a legend! What a legend! It says Daniel Phillips. Plus, I'm bringing two new fans to Sunday's games. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Uh, Carlitos Rueda. Hey, y'all. Looking forward to, to Wednesday. Hey, how you doing, Carlitos? Thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate it. And not only that, but uh, they have, I've read, too, online, the people complaining about the food in concessions. Like, guys, it's like, eight, it's like super cheap compared to when I used to go to the games. This was like 2017, 20, 2015. Like, man, come on, man. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, People will complain yeah. about everything, Luis. Daniel Phillips. I'm going and bringing a friend that hasn't been to a game in years. Says, good, uh, good. Victor Sanchez, mob on tour. You're welcome in Orlando, but Florida bleeds purple. There you All go. Right. Jim D. Uh, okay, and then he was talking about Nachito and not to thank him for his time. So. All right, so we go to the next subject. Uh, the next subject, real quick, is going to be uh, Columbus, right? Orlando defeated the crew. Um, you know, what a game. I oh. mean, Understatement, Luis. Understatement. I mean, it was it was just everything worked, like everything worked, and uh, I'm gonna say this, but Orlando fans and I, I believe they've been looking to see that level of play in the attack, you know, the touches. So, so they, you know, we might have done 550 passes. But, hell, we got two goals out of them this time, mm -hmm. right? And two nice ones, too, right? One that meant a lot of a set piece again, right? And then another one that was, to me, a golazo. From when the build-up play to the touches and then the finishing from Urgent Cara, and that's the reason why Urgent Cara is wearing purple right now for those type of goals. And I think... This is going to open up. Already he has two goals with Orlando City. So the floodgates are opening up. Hopefully we see not only Pato scoring goals, but also Facundo is still assisting, being influential in the attacking play. And mm -hmm. then Urgent Cara just being Urgent Cara, right? And so I'll tell you what, what were your thoughts, um, Dave? Yeah, uh, first of all, the, I'm super happy for Cara. I think that him and... Uh, Facundo Torres are, are, are building a fantastic relationship. You can see it. By the way, these are guys that cannot speak either, each other's language and are using English as the bridge. This is the beauty 
of when you have talent and when you have people who, who, who are professionals, they are bridging a communication gap to make music together, my friends. The two goals came at the 51st minute, uh, well, for the first one, 37 minutes by Schlegel with assist from Urso and hockey assist from Torres. And the, the second goal, which is just uh, poetry in motion, if you ask me, the type oh, yeah. of play that we all always wanted since back in 2011, uh, 51, in the 51st minute, this was Kara with assist from Torres. And this is the, this is the, uh, the I was going over the um, stats for the game, Luis. What surprised me the most was Columbus had a 60% possession to 40.5% of Orlando City, and we still, my friends, won this game. Yeah, and, you know, just because you dominate possession doesn't mean that you're going to win the game. Hello to FC Barcelona, right? FC Barcelona could dominate possession all they want, but right now, I mean, if you don't score the goals, it doesn't really matter how much possession you, you, you collect during the game. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to see Orlando on the ones that they need to execute and score, score them. And that's what I'm talking about, about set plays, right? You need to take advantage of the set play. And Orlando's been doing that now in the last two games. And I think that's phenomenal. I think that's phenomenal. And another player that to me was very important and and they have now dropped one ounce of, of their level as a player, is John Moutinho, Robin Jensen, and Kyle Smith. On that back line uh, against Columbus was great to see. A lot of people are saying, no, Kyle, start. Start forever, Kyle. Don't ever leave. And that's great. I think Kyle Smith is a great player. But there's going to be games for Kyle to start, and there's going to be play- games for Ruan to start. So, uh, But, you know, then again, um, you know, Mauricio, Facundo, and Cara, what a level of play uh, that they oh. play against um, Columbus. And everything worked. And just and, 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 Columbus and Luis, had a bad game. Columbus had a let's, game. Let's talk about this for a minute. This is a Columbus crew that two years ago crowned themselves champion right. in a year that I felt it should have been us. Uh, this is a Columbus crew where going to Columbus and getting three points has been very difficult for very us in tough. the past. They have a passionate fan base supporting them. They have a brand new stadium. Uh, all things said, Columbus was going to win. I mean, they defeated OCB early in the day. So we went there and we played beautiful football. Um, one of the things that I remember the most about um, Will Johnson was the time when he was interviewed and he said that uh, in a football team, you have piano carriers piano tuners, and piano players. Everybody has to do their job in order to make beautiful music. And my friends, didn't we see that this past weekend? I was shocked at the level of play that we had. We were cool and collected. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that uh, Araujo uh, left the game without a yellow card. That, to me, shows a level of maturity, a level of understanding, of his role, the three yellow cards that we had, Schlegel, Pereira, and Smith, in my opinion, were professional fouls that we needed that needed to happen. Uh, and um, I have to tell you that our our subs were on point. Who were yeah. they? 70th minute, Tesho came from Cara. Uh, 71st minute, uh, we did a wholesale um, uh, uh, subs. Pereira came for Torres. 
Mendes came for Pereira because at that time, my friends, we you know, right. there's no need to risk injury right. and all that on a game. Right. And lastly, we bring Williams for Michelle to seal the deal, and that 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 shows uh, fantastic timing from our manager. And and, and and to be honest with you, uh, once we scored that sec- that beautiful second goal, uh, Columbus shut the lights off and uh, turned the coffee maker because uh, it was over. It was over. And and let me tell you something. You know, when it comes to Columbus, Darlington Nagby, I was I was praising him last episode. I mean, bad. Oh, I mean, he was horrible, playing. Horrible, I, I forgot. Hor- horrible game. Then, then, then you had uh, Jonathan Mensa too. The cover was terrible. And take notes, Pedro Alese. This could be this guy that I'm going to talk about. Could be who you're going to face in the international playoffs for the World Cup. If Australia beats UAE, Milos Dejanek is a starting center back for Australia. And yes, and and in that game. He couldn't see Kara coming. He couldn't hold off the nine. He couldn't hold off a number nine. He was as big as Kara. He couldn't hold them off. And not only that, he was slow paced to cover Kara. And he didn't see the ball that he was getting from Facundo Torres falling, pretty much falling. You know, that to me, it's a bad day, bad day at work for Milos Dejanek. And the 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 way the national team of Peru plays is that level of touching the passes and the fancy passes and the passes you know kind of like a tiki taka style right mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna go crazy because if he cannot control that goal you know it was a beautiful play I mean I was surprised that he he couldn't even you know put a stop to it you know because it was beautiful yeah yeah a, a different type of center back would have at least tried to kick the ball away or, or mm-hmm. clear the ball or, or, you know, but he just didn't see it coming. And, and, and uh, one thing, Luis, flag. and one thing is that, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I felt that Columbus, their only uh, effective weapon throughout the game was Lucas Larrayan. That man is, is, is what a player, what a player, what mm-hmm. a set piece specialist, um, which I, I, I believe uh, right now, with with Facundo and with uh, Mauricio Pereira, we have two guys that can put a ball on a dime, and we're getting another one with Gaston Gonzalez, who also can take penalties. Thank God for that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it has been a weakness in our club. Uh, Things are happening, and I'm here for it. Like I said, um, uh, like I said, I have said to many of you before, um, you know, our team in the past was weak against the counterattack. Set pieces and um, in 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 very susceptible to give out fouls in dangerous areas. Uh, at the Orlando City of two years ago would have fouled the crap out of uh, Celarayan, and that guy would have been putting red, on red a card. show. Yeah, he would put a show for sure. And I think mm-hmm. how important it is to have Junior Urso, Sebas Mendes, Andres mm-hmm. Perea, Cesar Araujo, that midfield. I mean, the, the, the dominated. You know, I think. You have so many options in the mid now. I mean, and now adding Gaston Gonzalez on the wings too. You know, you have Benji if you want explosiveness in the attacking third, um, especially on the 1v1. You have Facundo Torres who could play right behind or next to Pereira, uh, as, you know, behind the number nine. 
you know, be as, even a second striker. Pereira could take a day off or two. You see, so there's so much options now. And I think this is something to be excited about for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely a, a phenomenal game. And uh, it's a good win for Orlando City, you know. Um, Pedro and, and, you know, the, we also had Ogalese that had a great game on the, on the mm-hmm. occasions that he was called up for. And he, I, he, I'm going to give uh, a, a rare a rare praise, Luis. Mm-hmm. Drew Fisher, the ref for this game, in my opinion, fantastic decisions, let the players play, was consistent. And, uh, you know, just like I am the first one to criticize pro referees, I have to give them praise when they do it the right way. Yeah, El Pulpo had a phenomenal game too. Um, he beat um, his, his scoring. Uh, his um, He had another – he beat his own record already, right? So mm-hmm. he's right now the – you know, with uh, goals against. Top five know. goalkeeper in MLS. Yep, top five goalkeeper in the MLS. So good for him. You know, good for him and uh, good for the team. And, and I'm so happy to, you know, this is a huge win, right? Look at the Columbus fans. They're so mad. Oh, and, I know. And, and so Third cold. game in a row, they drop. Yeah, for sure. And I think Lucas Elarayan is completely alone in that team, in my opinion. Um, I, I think next season they need a. He needs to look for a different team, in my opinion. If this mm-hmm. doesn't change, uh, all right. Let's read some comments. Uh, right here, here. Orlando is Tampa Bay. This is Dama. <laughs> is that a joke? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Victor Sanchez, Papi, I can do it, and he did. She sure did. Uh, Victor Sanchez, Rodrigo, the, the the white shirt. Uh, what do you want to say about Rodrigo? You were, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, sure. this this is the thing about Rodrigo. Listen, uh, I, I uh, when Rodrigo was signed, I had the reporter that runs the uh, Twitter account uh, uh, MLS Argentina. Uh, on I had him on Tiro de Esquina, and I asked him about Rodrigo, and he said, "Hey, uh, there's not much to say other than." He's a hard worker. Uh, he's coming from a powerhouse uh, in Racing de Avellaneda. Uh, it's, a, it's a club in Argentina that uh, the players are there understanding that regardless where they play, they are a product of Racing and they have to play at the highest level. And Rodrigo is one of those guys that has come to Orlando. I, I met him the first time at uh, in February 2020. I told him, hey, we talked about you on our, on our podcast, blah, blah, blah. Super humble guy. He was like shocked that anybody would pay attention to him. Um, this is a blue-collar dude. Uh, I remember seeing the picture at the airport when all his family, there was like 300 people there that went to the airport to say goodbye to him. And I remember uh, in the episode of Tiro de Esquina that we did, I was talking to my, my partner, Kenneth, uh, who I do the podcast with, and I said – Tell me if you're Hispanic and if, if 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 this looks familiar when you're going away to follow your dreams to do big things and, and and your family comes along. I mean that's you you leave with all that over your shoulders. One of the biggest uh, supporters for Rodrigo was his dad. Uh, his dad uh, is a contemporary of mine. His dad was not much older than me, so when he died of COVID uh last year was to me was devastating because one of the fears that as a father i have is to die and leave my children vulnerable in a time of uh of their lives where they need my counsel my guidance um i know that um the club did great for him allowing him to go back to argentina for two months 
uh, to to because uh, as of right now, uh, basically Rodrigo has taken his father's place. His sister and brother are are school age kids, high schoolers, pretty much. Uh, and uh, his mom, it's is a very young woman in her late forties, uh, finding herself without her husband. Something that definitely she did not plan. Uh, I have been very uh, open with the fact that my father-in-law died of COVID before the vaccine was available. So as a family, we sort of uh, get angry sometimes at the fact that there, this has been available and some people choose to ignore it. Uh, you know, my father-in-law never had the opportunity to refuse a vaccine. He, he died with no options. And, you know, we have missed them. Um, uh, after he died, uh, five months after he died, my, my oldest son had his bar mitzvah. We missed him there. Then uh, my my son, my youngest son, will have his bar mitzvah at the end of the year. We're definitely going to miss him. So I understand where uh, he's coming from in the sense that, uh, you know, his dad was there to see he, this moment that we're seeing here on the screen. Uh, his father uh, bragged about it on social media, had a jersey made up, uh, a T-shirt made up with, a, with this picture. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, um, this is such a guy. He feels the weight of this jersey. He plays for this club as if he had been born and raised in Orlando. And, and that, my friends, you cannot fake that. You cannot fake it. You cannot buy it. You cannot, nobody can right. teach you that. So and, and with, that, with this, I finish. Uh, this is a guy that, that plays for the guys in the, st in the stands, the guys that pay money to come see the show. And um, wherever, wherever uh, Rodrigo Schlegel ends up in his career, I will always remember him, not only for this moment, but for what happened, um, what happened in, in, in Columbus. When uh, Antonio Carlos got hurt, there was calls, his, let's go sign a CV, let's go find somebody, blah, 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 blah. My friends, with this guy, we have two clean sheets, two wins. You tell me if we need to go find another center back. Oh, I know for sure. I mean, he's playing a high level. Um, you know, obviously what happened to his dad uh, was devastating for everybody. Uh, I think uh, the city of Orlando definitely also mourned him. And uh, so happy to see him playing this level. I think uh, it, it motivates everyone, fan base, front office, back office, uh, also the players, uh, OCB. I mean, it's such a... He's such a likable guy, a very humble person. Um, you know, even uh, in the press conference, you know, he when you talk to him about his individual achievements or his goal, he wants to talk about the collective. He doesn't even want to talk about what this goal meant to Orlando scoring against Columbus. He, he, he wants to talk about how every single player in the pitch played perfectly, right? Um, he put in his, his, his teammates first than himself in, 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 a, in a situation where the spotlight is on him and it's supposed for, to make him shine, he says, no, 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 share the spotlight with all my, with all my people over here. So those type of players, give them to me 100%. I mean, and uh, I would love for him to stay many more years in Orlando for sure and also to, to help out also the youth team, right? Because I think uh, his story... Uh, he played in a big club, Racing de Avellaneda. It's not a small club. It's one of the biggest clubs in Argentina. And then coming to Orlando, I think uh, his story is phenomenal. And definitely one day he should probably write a book. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. And to, you know, the, and, and let's, let's be, I'm going to tell you, I, I have said it at the time. I've been, I've been a, a football fan uh, over half of my life. 
uh, at this point. And uh, I have to tell you, I've never uh, seen the moment that he had in 2020 when it happened. I have friends in Israel, friends in England messaging me, uh, friends all over the U.S. messaging me saying, were you there? Is this your team? Because this event like went all over the world. I remember going to YouTube and seeing a, a, a football uh, show in the Republic of Georgia talking about this moment. That's when you know that something has transcended um, beyond just uh, regular circles. And um, uh, what I like about uh, Rodrigo Schlegel, what I appreciate as a fan, is that if he plays nine minutes or 90 minutes, he just gives you everything he's got. And that's the only thing I can ask from a player, somebody that's going to go out there and give you the best. Some days may not be his best best, but you know that when he leaves that pitch, that jersey is full of sweat. So um, a, a player like this, uh, it's an honor to have him. And I know that uh, when it's time to hang the boots for the last time, he's going to have a great career, uh, perhaps as a manager. I heard that the guy is is, is super into into understanding the game, uh, and uh, he motivates his uh, his his teammates around him. If you notice, when he scored a goal and he came over, first two players that jump on him uh, were Sebas Mendes and uh, Perea, Andres Perea, because they knew what that goal meant to him. Because they understand, they know the pain and the suffering this man has been carrying for such a long time. Uh, I, I can't imagine my, my dad today's my dad's uh birthday, so uh, much love to my dad, David Valentin Sr. Uh, uh, he's the third David Valentin in my family because my oldest son is also David, and uh, my dad, uh, uh you know, he has supported me in, uh, in all the crazy things that I've done, like joining the Navy, like moving away for 12 years to come to Florida, and all that type of stuff. So, uh, I know how special my dad is in my life. I know the big hole that my father-in-law has left for my wife and for my children, for myself. So I understand where he's coming from. And sure. somebody deserves praise and all good things in life is Rodrigo Schlegel. Definitely. Uh, Domagog, it says Domagog. Dom, I don't know how to pronounce Domagog. it. Domagog. Schlegel is one of the lions I generally respect. His passion is very high, and he energizes the people around him. Absolutely. And then, and then he says, a score prediction for Wednesday. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I will say, I will say 4 2 Orlando City. <laughs> um, and uh, if uh, Pedro Gales is the one starting, it's 4 0. <laughs> if um, I will say humbly 2 0. Okay. 2 0 Orlando. Um, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I honestly. I think uh, you have to look at the rival of their current status of their football, not as how big they are, how small they are, because in this sport, things could surprise you and take you by surprise. So, so what is going on before we and before we go, next episode we'll talk about more likely about the Red Bulls. Uh, we're mm -hmm. running out of time, sure. but before we go, we want to also congratulate uh, Facundo Torres, right, making the team of the week, um, right here. You know, phenomenal game he had. Uh, against Columbus too, influential in, in, in a lot of the goals for Orlando City recently, a lot of assists. Good to see him right up there with uh, Ebovis and Castellanos and Hany Mukhtar. So phenomenal. I think that I think that's great. Yeah, so congratulations on Facundo Torres. And then also, I want to, before we go, uh, again, if it's your first time here, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
We are Loud and Proud Orlando. Again, if you enjoy the content, uh, you can follow us on at LPO underscore podcast on Twitter. We're about 13 people live right now. If you have me added on Twitter, at Pineda underscore RL, um, follow LPO podcast because there's going to be a lot of the content that I was doing on my personal uh, is going to switch to LPO. So you're going to start seeing the, the play-by-plays, all of that happened in LPO, the original content. And then um, it's not like I'm going to stop using my Twitter. I, I, I will use it, but it's going to be more like commentary and, you know, hey, how, how's everybody feeling tonight after the game? Maybe a Twitter space here on two, you know, but uh, LPO is going to be the source. So at LPO underscore podcast, also on Facebook. Um, thank you so much to the New Orlando City group that let me join. Uh, I think it's run by somebody from ILF. Um, you know, thank you so much for that. I think it's the Orlando. It's another discussion group for Orlando City. But they let me post my stuff. So thank you so much. A lot of groups don't like that, believe it or not. And uh, they did. So definitely give them praise for sure. Um, follow us on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando. And also on our YouTube, click on the notification bell for more notifications. Well, for all notifications, uh, so you can get the alert when we're live. And uh, before we go, I want to show you guys uh, something that we've been, I've been working on. And uh, also, um, you know, this is our website officially, uh, the Loud and Proud website. So it's loudandproudorlando.com right? Loudandproudorlando.com. Uh, just, just go there and you'll have all our social media uh, where we are right here. We have the latest episode. Uh, obviously, this one will be here right on the front. If you're on Apple Podcasts on listen, listening to us and you don't know that we're not just live on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify also. And also, all of editorial. So we have Orlando City, Orlando Pride, OCB, U.S. Women National Team, Men's National Team. So the last Pride game, you know, I covered it. Obviously, the Courage beat Orlando Pride. Um, three goals in nine minutes. So, you know, this is uh, something that right here. I'm going to show it right here, right there. So you can see all our articles are going to be there with all the images. Thank you for to Orlando Pride for the picture as well. And we're going to be having, you know, articles for every game that we cover. So uh, just go follow it. Uh, subscribe is going to have our inputs. Um, there's going to be new members. If you want to join Loud and, Loud and Proud Orlando too, as a writer, you're a content creator. We're definitely looking for you. Uh, join us, right, at Loud and Proud Orlando to get to cover OCSC, OCB, Orlando Pride, Riders, Journalists, City, Pride, fans that want to cover the games, want to contribute to the growth of not only the club, but each individual branch of the club. Send us a DM. We would love to have you for sure. And drop us a like and subscribe to the channel, right? So, Absolutely. And, and Luis, uh, also, if there's any journalist students that would love to collaborate with us, Please get in contact with Luis. We want we want this be, to be a platform for all the fans. So do not hesitate. If you feel like you have the talent to write uh, 500 words on uh, Orlando City or CV or Pride, please reach out to us. All right, guys. So let's enjoy Wednesday. Let's 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 get the W. You know, I think it's going to be a great game. And vamos Orlando, right, Dave? Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys.
I'll see you next week. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.